Today on episode 61 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony registers a trademark for an Xbox exclusive game. Sony makes a big investment in Discord, and Sony's reaction to crossplay is upsetting the world for some reason. All that and more. Let's get some intro! Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 61 of the Home of Play podcast. Where every Monday, the two best friends join force to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include in that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here, which allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling friends, family, and interpretive dancers about the podcast and where they can find us on all your favorite podcasts. There is a choice such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints we want to hear from you, please leave any of those in our email address, which is homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss Sunset Overdrive possibly coming to Sony's consoles. On today's episode, we have seven news articles to discuss, but first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week, and there's only two of us, so Chris, start. Uh, today, or well, this week, I've gotten uh, a good amount of gaming in on console for once. Uh, PC, I haven't done much on it at all. At all, yeah. Um, I got two... The way it should be. The way it should be. (laughs) I, uh, got two Platinums this week, which, uh, is to make up for all my big gap of not getting anything. Now, mind you, they were much simpler games. I got too many open world games, man. Too many. Um, I got uh, the Platinum for Maquette. That's that one that uh, is a puzzle game where it's all about perspective. Uh, like, If people recall, it was the free PlayStation 5 game, I think, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, well, not two weeks ago. Maybe two, one week two months ago. ago, you mean. Was it two months already? I think so, yeah. No. I don't think it was last week. Well, last week like would last have been, m- I don't uh, think it was last, last month's. I think it was the previous month's. What was last month's PS5 then? Uh, the Soulstorm, I think, wasn't it? Odd world. You're right. Holy shit, is time moving fast. <laughs> uh, the other one I finished was the uh, what is it? Astro's playroom. Playroom. Yeah. Yeah. Is it I got, playroom? I, no. Is that the old one? That's the old one. Yeah. A- ask you Astro's rescue something. Nope. That's the VR one. Is that the VR? <laughs> I don't know. The Astro it's one. That's one of free. the Astro. One of the Astro ones. The one that's like totally teaches you about the console and the history and all that. I can't remember. Astro's something. Which was fun to do. It really uses. Oh, the it controller. is Astro's Playroom. It is that one. Okay, because I know they called the in the previous console it was just called the Playroom or something, right? Yeah, on PS4. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it is though. Yeah. So I got the platinums for those two games. Uh, I got much more into Returnal on the weekend. Uh, I finished my. Uh, I guess in my eyes, it'd be the first playthrough because, like, when you finish, when I got to. What I feel is the end of the game. It's like it kind of says, well, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. Yeah, I wouldn't spoil but, it. Please. But pretty much it, it just it restarts, but it's different, I guess. Um, so anyways, I think I finished the first playthrough, but the game requires like, I think, multiple playthroughs to get like the true ending, I guess is what you the easiest way to say it. So I did the first one. Uh, really enjoyed the game. There's so much in it surprisingly um i know there's been lots of controversy and we'll talk about 
I mean, maybe it's not a lot of controversy, but some controversy that's come up. But I think we'll talk about that in the homework section. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I've been really enjoying it. It's fun. The story's kind of out there, pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 good. It is difficult too. Like you're so punny, <laughs> punny. Yeah. And then uh, the only other one was pretty much. Oh, I did a little bit of. Uh, I'm gonna keep calling it Gods and Monsters because I don't want to call it Phoenix, whatever it's called now. That open world one from Ubisoft, <laughs> Phoenix Rising. Yeah, I did a little bit more of that one. Not much. I'm just, it, I I like it. I just have to. I'm not in the mood for it. I guess. Same with like Valhalla. I have too many open world games right now and I I just don't feel like doing them. Uh, and then the other one was the one that you got me to get uh, or you convinced me to get because why not? And I'm a fan. Uh, I picked up Resident Evil Village uh, this morning. Uh, so I got a couple hours into that. Really enjoying it. I knew I would. So it was just one of those things like, do I need it now or should I wait? And I figured I need it now because <laughs> I'm just... I don't want it. I'm done with open world right now. So you're just like FOMO. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, the villains look interesting. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I have questions of things like, I don't know if some stuff was figured out in the DLC from the original uh, or Resident Evil 7. Because uh, I, I know there was some stuff that was revealed in those DLCs that I didn't do. Uh, more to do with Chris, I think. Um so I don't know what happened in those, but they didn't really show it in the, I guess there's like a flashback at the beginning of this game. Kind of give you a reminder of what happened in the previous one. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Looking forward to playing that a little bit more. Um, that's pretty much it for me, I think. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to this week? I think you've been getting some games this week. Uh, yeah, actually, surprisingly. So not, not this part, not so surprising. More Mortal Kombat. Uh, found out that's basically the perfect, uh, podcast, uh, game. You can just put the, you can put Spotify in the background on my PS5, listen to podcasts and play that game. Cause I don't need to hear its audio at all. Mm. And, uh, it just works really well. Even I put calming music, which that was an interesting moment where you have this really cool, like chill music playing in the background while ripping spines out of bodies. <laughs> and I'm like, Hmm, maybe this is an oxymoron, but I'm just going to keep going down this pipe. So that was good. And then uh, what else did I do? We had um, a little bit of time. Uh, I finally got to, you know, I always said, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. Uh, got to revisit my favorite game of last year, which is Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5. Got to experience. So this is what I forgot would change for me. But I knew that PS5 allowed it because of a patch to have 60 frames per second, which I knew was going to be great. Um, but on top of that, what I totally forgot about is when I first played this game, I didn't have my giant, uh, LG OLED TV. So I played Ghost of Tsushima originally on a smaller screen, uh, you know, 1080p, no HDR. Holy crap. What a difference. Like I thought that game was great before, but now seeing it in HDR, I remember I got to a hillside and it was early morning and seeing all the grass light up and reflect on the way down and oh my god be, be like, honest how how much did you cry <laughs> I, I a lot and like and things are just different in that game like i could see the trees that those foxes they're always kind of like orange or whatever they stand out a little bit but once you have hdr they don't just stand out a little i literally saw it across the field and i'm like i've never had this moment before 
And then on top of that, there were some really cool ideas they did that I didn't realize at the time. I guess when they introduced New Game Plus, that same patch, it added some new things. And like some of them are just bonkers awesome. Um, there's a new merchant and you get these things called Ghost Flowers. So that's their way of rewarding you because, look, you know, the original playthrough, you've already done these things. There's nothing to really gain for you anymore. So instead, they give you this new currency, Ghost Flowers. You can use it with this new vendor and he takes your Ghost Flowers and there's new... Not a lot, but there's two new armors, um, a lot of uh, masks, hats, stuff like that, dye, different dye colors. But the best part are there's new charms, and they're ridiculous. One, my favorite one already, it's like one of the cheapest ones, is um, make the game bloodier. And, like, it's awesome. I, like, you know, yes, it's already bloodier when you're slashing people, but one thing I've never seen before, and maybe it's my ignorance, maybe it happened normally, I just never seen it before, was like that I kill this one dude, I start working on another, and like after three second delay, all I hear is psk, psk, and it's like blood just are shooting out of his throat. And I'm like, I don't remember it being this violent before, because it was just shooting out. It's like uh Quentin uh wow, I can't even see <laughs> it's his a name. Tarantino. <laughs> Thank you, Tarantino movie. And um I was just laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. There's another one uh where if you do a, a perfect heavenly strike, there's a chance that lightning just hits one of the dudes. <laughs> And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, just little small things that totally re-immerse me in this world. I don't know. It's honestly, it's cheating, but now it's my game of the year for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so just for clarification, this is still the PS4 version of the game, or is it uh, the upgraded? There's only a PS4 version yeah, so of the game. I wonder if they're actually going to work on a PS5, like... Uh version of it it would be nice because that game mean as you can probably remember that game loaded stupid fast it had no right to be that fast yeah. anyway um but the, the only problem here is that like that initial load is still long like the ps4 right so it might be a little longer on the ps4 still i don't know but you can feel it where you know i'm getting spoiled by you know resident Evil village or demon souls miles morales they're just so quick to jump into uh so that's the only load screen i'm like oh like you know i wish what you're saying like there was an official release for that yada yada so but, uh were you able to just get your save file from the cloud the ps4 cloud and then copy to the ps5 yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah i didn't have to do any of that crazy mumbo jumbo so that was convenient at least i i forgot i already transferred it over mm -hmm. i must have done it when i was doing the spider-man stuff so i because i knew at one point i'd come back because me and you you know, we, we still always, have to do the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do legends. <laughs> we're going to do legends. Then we never do legends. Uh, um, maybe I'll reinstall so, it. So then, yeah, anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed the heck out of that. And then, as you said, um, I got village as well. I pre-ordered it the day before it released. So, you know, got to get that soundtrack and, uh, and survivor pack, whatever the heck that means. So yeah, started that. I'm like an hour behind you, I think, but not too far from you. Uh, also enjoying it. I think I've only had two scream out loud moments so uh, yeah, far, which I, is good I, for me. I was there for that. <laughs> yes, we were uh, screen share playing both of us. So it only messed us up a little where we're like, wait, is that monster on my screen? <laughs> yeah. Or like, am I hearing your monster? <laughs> Nobody knows. And then both of us just stand perfectly still waiting to see who <laughs> the monster pops up well, on. I think that's what scared me so bad that one time because I was stuck in a house and not really a spoiler. And uh, 
I could, I thought it was coming from your screen and I'm like, oh, poor Chris. And I turn around and I just see <laughs> this guy's like abdomen in my face. So I'm just like, ah. So yeah, I, uh, I screamed like a little, a little girl <laughs> at summer camp. But um, other than that, I knew it was going to be a problem for me, but I'm really liking it actually so far. I'm quite surprised. I think it has everything I wanted. Like you were bringing up the interesting characters and I'm like that. Yeah, it's almost Konami in that sense where I'm uh, not Konami. Sorry, Kojima where it's like these interesting, unique characters. And I want to see more of that. Uh, yeah, I have some story questions like you were saying, but uh, so far, does it look good? Absolutely. Is it running and loading fast? Absolutely. Uh, I'm having a good time. My only complaint so far is mirrors don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> small far, gripe. No reflections. Yeah, so far. Good shadows. There was some good, good shadows. shadows. Oh, and there's one part good. right at the beginning of the game where you're both freaking out because it's like, he, the guy's got a flashlight and he's aiming the flashlight at the floor. It's like, what the frick? What? Like, aim it in front of you where you're he going. He must have Nikes and I don't know about. Like, it must be limited edition Nikes. I don't know. It's just really but he's really side. excited to show me. Um, so, yeah, i really enjoying that. I can't wait to play more of that. You'll probably hear more about from both of us. Uh, I'm going to see if I can talk to Curtis. I know he's also playing it. So maybe I can have him record his own, like, theories and you know his enjoyment see what where he's at basically with the game i know he's playing on pc because uh he's got issues yeah you know. i will probably end up finishing this by next week to be honest because i've looked I at I've looked too at, long anyway. yeah i've looked at some of the trophies and like there's like of course there's a speed run trophy which those are never fun and i think there's like a knife win the game which is using the knife or something so it's i i think you could speed run it in like less than three hours so I wow. am pretty sure we'll probably be done this week. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it all depends. TV time's sparse in my house, but uh, hopefully I get through it. Even if it takes me two weeks, honestly, I got nothing else to rush to play. So I think I'm just going to take my time, enjoy it. Uh, I, hopefully it doesn't make me void my bowels too much. I will for next week because next week is Mass Effect. Oh, the, yes. Uh, what the hell are they calling it? Legendary, legendary edition yeah, yeah I can't remember. whatever it's yeah. called so and i i forgot that i pre-ordered it like three months ago <laughs> so uh i i'm hoping it'll grab me you know what i mean like it's like i don't want to turn the game on and be like oh, i just don't feel like playing this because if i feel that i'm not gonna do it at all so it's like you gotta get those three platinum well yeah i i'm assuming it's gonna have three and not oh, i just read an article it's confirmed three plus <laughs> I also heard you're getting a little screwed because your version, for whatever reason, is only going to have 60 frames per second, opposed to the 120 that Xbox will get. But I, did, I, did I that, assume yeah. it was probably more programmed for one console over the other. We've seen this before. I mean, I hear rumors that RE5 runs better on PS5. So, you know, it's not the first time I've yeah. ever experienced that. And then the other thing I heard about Mass Effect was the... Uh, did you see the file sizes? No. I thought I heard... Like the the day one patch is pretty big. Oh, is it? I, I all I remember seeing is it uh it exceeds a hundred gigs. Noise. So I don't know if that's with the day one patch included already or not, but either way I took a look at that. I'm like, not my hard drive. <laughs> I'm excited for the trophies because Mass Effect One was originally Xbox, right? Exclusive. Wasn't it? Yes, the first one. And I don't think it's ever and... come to PlayStation before, yeah. actually. Then the second and third one did go over but i think i played those on pc i think i went back and played one of them at some point on console so 
this might actually be like the first time I get the trophies for them, uh, okay. which would be nice. Nice and fresh. So that sounds like that's everything we've done this week. That means it is time to get on with our news articles. Like I said before, we got the seven news articles for this week's episode. So, Chris, if you're ready, I say we just get on to the, the news. news. Starting with number one, Sony won't let the sun set on this IP it comes from IGN. It looks like Sony has registered a trademark for a previously Xbox exclusive shooter Sunset Overdrive. Spotted by Nabel on Twitter. Nibel, I don't know. I'm just going to pronounce it the way it came to my head first. The trademark was registered at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in late April. It doesn't confirm anything, but is interesting given that Sunset Overdrive was initially exclusive on Xbox One upon its release in 2014. The game then came to PC in 2018 before Sony acquired Insomniac as a first-party PlayStation Studio in 2019. This means Sony can lay claim to the game and are clearly interested in maintaining its patent, but whether they intend to actually do anything with the property is anyone's guess. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, sorry, Sunset Overdrive director Drew Mur Murray recently joined Insomniac Games after a stint at Microsoft's quadruple A Perfect Dark Studio, The Initiative. Chris, do we have any familiarity with this IP? I remember knowing about it when it came out because I was like, oh, this one actually seemed like it would be interesting and we're not going to get the opportunity to play it. Um, and then I don't remember hearing people talk about it. So I kind of put it in the back of my mind and forgot about it. And then I didn't I wasn't even aware that it did move on to PC in 2018. I'm actually just looking at it right now and it's, it's got positive reviews, but it's just verbally my, my gaming group. I never had anybody talk about it. Now, mind you, we are more Sony group than Xbox, but I do have some Xbox fan uh, friends that uh, have played it. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, it, it's done pretty good because right now on Metacritic, it's got an 81 and a user score of 7.8. So that's pretty darn good. So I don't um, doubt it. You know, it's an Insomniac game. Yeah. So I, I don't doubt of its like ability to be great, but... I do think it only speaks to a particular group of players, honestly. Mm -hmm. When I see it, I keep, I always think Jet Set Satellite or whatever. Mm. Not sure why. Maybe that's biased. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if the this means they're going to be doing a sequel, which is weird to do a sequel for a game that was never on your system, but could be. Or if they're going to re-release the game on PlayStation 5 or something. I'm curious what they're going to do with it, if anything. I mean, they're going to obviously do something with it, right? But, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I Yeah, I don't know where this, like, it, honestly, I could see this branching in a, a bunch of different directions. Uh, I don't know if this is something they want to rush to, because like you said, I feel like it came out, it spoke to the people it was supposed to speak to, but it wasn't a mass audience, so I don't know why you would invest in this. If they did go forward and they want to make a sequel, like you said, I could see something where they make some kind of continuation, whatever form that takes, and maybe they add the original game for free with it. Oh, yeah. A bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's maybe that's a selling point. Did the for game it. have like, a hey, story? I, I, I wouldn't know. I couldn't tell <laughs> I you. Like know. I said, this game doesn't speak to me. It's definitely not, you know, something I'd, I'd pay attention to. It was one of those games, and I'm not trying to say this just being anus, but. It was one of those games when I saw it get revealed, I kind of just thought to myself, I'm okay not having this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is one of the exclusives. Like, you know, there's some times where 
an Xbox will have an exclusive announcement and you're like, oh, like that would have been nice to play maybe or whatever. I mean, I, I haven't experienced that <laughs> recently, but any, you know, back in the past, but this one, when it came out, I was just like, they can have it. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looks know, very arcadey for sure. So yeah, it wasn't anything that spoke to me, but whatever. I, I can't fault it. I'm happy. The people that, you know, played it seem to enjoy it. If you like that type of game, uh, it's just interesting that they would do this, honestly, just cause like you said, I, I don't hear a lot of chatter on it. Like you were saying yourself, I, I totally missed the fact that it came to PC at all. Um, and yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, and honestly, I, I know this isn't the case. This is probably just conspiracy, uh, conspiracy, Steve, but I almost wonder if it's like a little, uh, a get back for it's like, we had to put MLB on Xbox and we had to make an exclusive for them. So we're going to take an exclusive from them. Payment for payment. Eye for an eye. Uh, I think that's all we have to really say. I think you're done on that one. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to number two. When one door closes, another opens. This one's from VentureBeat. Chris. Sony is planning to integrate Discord into PlayStation Network starting in early 2022. In a blog post today, well, not today, but when they wrote it today. Sony Interactive Entertainment boss Jim Ryan explained that this connection will enable some form of communication between users on PSN and the Discord app on PC and mobile. In quotes, together our teams are already work hard at work uh, connecting Discord with your social and gaming experience on the PlayStation Network. Uh, our goal is to bring the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together. Discord already integrated its services into Microsoft's Xbox, but the company has limited that to player presence, so you can see what someone is playing on Xbox through Discord, but they cannot directly communicate through Xbox Live. Sony is planning to go beyond that. As part of this deal, Sony is also making an investment in Discord, but the companies did not disclose the exact mo amount. To bring these experiences to life for our players, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord Series H Round, writes Ryan. From our very first conversation with Discord co-founders Jason Citron and Stan Vishnevsky, I was inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team's shared passion to help bring friends and communities together in new ways. I am excited for this because I use Discord pretty heavily on PC. Um, I don't know, like I'm excited for it to happen, but I'm not sure like the value for me. Like I'm not, like if I'm playing you know, if you if you want to play games with your friends on PC, they're going to like send you a text or send you a message or something. Um, so like if I was in a game on PlayStation, like they would like, I don't know how I, I guess I'm having trouble in my head uh, trying to figure out how they would actually integrate it. Like, how are they going to be able to like, do I have to make a chat room and then just somebody will jump into it from Discord and they'll be like, hey, want to play this on PC? Is like okay let me turn the playstation off like i i'm just i'm having trouble figuring out how they're going to actually integrate it and like the value in it but i think this is honestly okay so i can't remember again my vision of time is very blurred apparently time is passing beyond me very quickly and i'm not realizing so i can't remember how long ago it was but we did touch on an article where you know sony randomly was just like 
And we booted Community's option from the PS4. PS5 didn't have this option at launch at all, so it was clear that they kind of planned this for a bit. And then now we get Discord, and I 100% think that's the purpose of Discord. It is replacing their communities. It is a way for you to get into different servers for different games. Uh, it could be your podcasts, and you that yeah. way you can keep in touch. I don't think this is going to be so much an integrated PC crossplay thing though maybe that's a possibility they work on down the line i 100 percent think this is more for just people building and working together in communities talking about games they're passionate about talking about projects they're passionate about and i think that's the main focus here i i really think that's 100 percent the takeaway uh i don't think it's going to replace the way we communicate wow communicate together on the playstation 5 you know you're still going to have your parties yada 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 but i i do think this is something and hopefully it grows like i said maybe one day it somehow can help with cross play when you're dealing with i don't know what game you know i i guess some shooters have it for me the only thing i could think of is like fall fantasy 14 online chris you're playing on pc and i'm playing on ps5 is that a way we can keep in touch together I, you know I, even though that game has its own chat system i guess you could do it there too uh but yeah i, I think it's mainly i think it's going to be just a smart way of like, hey, our community thing's not working. Clearly, nobody's using this. Nobody likes the way it works. Discord found a magical way of doing it. It is uh, people seem to flock to it. They like the way it's going on. I don't have as much experience as you guys. I would have wished Curtis was here so we could talk to him more about it and maybe his thoughts and why he thinks it's a great merger. But um, the only other thing I could say on this topic is... Uh, yeah, Microsoft probably called them right back after this was announced. It's like, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we want to integrate too. I think Some what you, I think what you're saying makes sense actually. Now that I think about it, there are a lot of like streamers and even game developers. They have their own Discord communities. Yes. Um, so I think it it's kind of a, a freebie. Well, it's not free for Sony, but it has it so that they don't have to manage the service or anything. That it's all run by Discord. So any issues or anything it just it's on discord right uh, yeah so that's a good it, point it, too i i didn't even think about it that way it really does pass the buck yeah and then Server you don't have issues, to worry uh, contact discord yeah so and then they don't have to actually keep servers running to maintain it and run it and all that kind of stuff so it it, it, it is starting to just from what you said it opens my mind to like okay i can i could see it now i could see it yeah i like where you're going with that i think uh it, it takes a lot of stress off of them plus they just win from the announcement like, hey, we're going to work with Discord. People go, yay, Sony's working with people. We like Discord from, the you know, where we've used it for other purposes. So it's win-win for Sony, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I think that's all we have to say about that. Going on to number three, Epic pays Sony for crossplay. This one's from VGC. This is going to be a mouthful. Tim Sweeney revealed... The deal as part of his testimony yesterday during the ongoing Epic versus Apple lawsuit, fun lawsuit, you should look into it on your own time, <laughs> where he claimed that Sony is the only platform holder that requires compensation for lost revenue during crossplay. A document shared as part of the hearing shows that Sony demands royalties if the company's cross-party revenue share drops below 85%. This means if the proportion of revenue made through in-game purchases is less than 85% of the proportion of users playing on PlayStation formats, Sony wants to be compensated. The move is designed to avoid players buying in-game items on other platform stores, then primarily using them on PlayStation. 
How dare you buy a costume on Xbox and then play it on the PlayStation? In certain circumstances, Epic will have to pay additional revenue to Sony. Sweeney stated during the trial, if somebody were primarily playing on PlayStation but paying on iPhone, then this might trigger compensation. Sony's deal also states that it has the right to audit the publisher's books to see what the revenue was for the game so it can determine its revenue share. Other documents released during the trial show Sony's initial unwillingness to support crossplay. A 2018 email sent by Epic's Vice President of Business Development, Joe Crenier. I hope I felt like that. I felt like that one came out okay. right <laughs> to Sony slated. We love working with PlayStation and we want this to be win win. The longer this drags out, it will be less so. According to the email, Epic was not only willing to share the data with Sony, but also offered the brand its E3 presence with PlayStation and announced crossplay in conjunction with Sony. As Crenier put it, we the aim was for Epic to go all out of its way to make Sony look like heroes by supporting crossplay. The offer was refused by Sony with senior director of development relations, Gio Corsi, replying that cross-platform play is not a slam dunk, no matter the size of the title, and that many companies are exploring this idea and not a single one can explain how cross-console play improves the PlayStation business. That, I think, is the best quote I can see here. Uh, but before I go off on a rant that might last two podcasts long, Chris, I want to understand how you interpret this does this make sense to you do you feel that playstation is validated by doing this or asking for compensation um i'm intrigued on in what you might be saying here well i'm more excited to hear what you're gonna say but <laughs> in all honesty uh i'm happy for playstation i mean everybody like the world seems to be reacting like oh my god sony's complete villainous for this and i, I i'm just sitting here going it sounds like a perfectly valid business idea 85% compensation uh, to me, it just, it, it makes sense. And it's like, I, I don't know why would the other companies not ask for this type of thing? I mean, it might be a little over the top being able to audit the publisher's books. That might be a little bit over the top, <laughs> but then again, you can't trust the honesty of some of the game companies out there either. So um, to me, this seems like a totally valid thing. Um, I mean, I guess this mostly just revolves around in-game purchases, right? Because that's the only way for revenue to actually change apart from mm -hmm. buying the game, right? Especially when you're talking about a free-to-play game. Yeah, it's yeah. almost got to so be a microtransaction. I could see where they're saying, like, the guy play plays it on PlayStation, but he on he buys all the cosmetics on his phone. I, I guess I, I can see where there's issues with that. Um, I mean, unless there is some way so that if they bought the cosmetics on their iPhone, then the cosmetics would only be available when you're playing from the iPhone, but that seems like that would be a little bit, a lot more work actually for, well, for the game developers, right? Yeah, that, I think that's what Epic wanted to avoid and why they wanted crossplay so badly is because, yeah, they didn't want, because I, I feel like a game had that for a time. It might've been Fortnite, but I thought that was something, and I can't remember what exactly it was, but yeah, I believe that was a feature in one of the games where that was the main problem that you yeah. would buy something on a certain console and then you could only use it that console. But if you wanted to switch over and I, you know, what, I'm going to say, I think that was Fortnite originally. And I think that was a, a big problem and you know, people complain. So, I mean, the only other alternative is that if somebody buys a $3 and 99 cent cosmetic skin, uh, and you, then you give the profits to every single company that publishes your game, I guess. Right. 
So if yeah. yeah, if it's Fortnite, that means people on iPhones have to pay, people on uh, uh, Samsungs, Androids have to pay, Playstations have to pay, Xbox has to pay. It just reduces the revenue overall because everybody would get a cut. So that would be the only all other alternative, and I don't think they want to do that because then they're obviously Epic themselves loses out in that particular game. Uh-huh. Um, then they would lose out on a huge amount of money because then they're splitting it amongst all the other companies. But that's really the only other way I could see them doing it, to be honest. So, anyways, I'm more... <laughs> I want to hear what you're going to say, so <clears throat> go ahead. Cock the shotgun, Chris, or we're going in. <laughs> so, anyway, my interpretation of this is, yes, Sony is a business first. Surprise, surprise. Maybe that's where I should have labeled the article. Um, Sony's the number one gaming platform out there, you know. Uh, there's, you know, I guess we could debate Switch is doing really good, but overall... Back when this was a big deal, 2018, Sony's PS4, highest selling console of all time, other than the PS2. I should specify home console, whatever. But Fortnite is a free-to-play game. There's no win for Sony to have that game, other than the fact that when you buy a microtransaction in that game on your PS4, Sony, I believe the price is 30% of that microtransaction goes to Sony. And that's the big selling feature for these free-to-play games is, you know, that's how Sony's making money on a free-to-play game and why they'd want to promote that. So yes, crossplay doesn't help Sony. When you are top dog, and people need to realize this, that I get it that everybody wants convenience and everybody wants consumer-friendly, but like consumer-friendly is not profitable. I, I'm going to switch back and forth between points. So I'm sorry if this doesn't like come together very well in a straight line, but Microsoft wouldn't have game pass right now. Microsoft wouldn't want cross play right now. If they were top dog, I, I just, I'd hate to burst everyone's bubble, but Microsoft, when we were in the 360 days, were they consumer friendly, Chris? Don't recall. Don't recall. I, I don't believe they were. In fact, they were the first ones to introduce paying to play online games. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not consumer friendly. They were never consumer friendly. When they were losing three to one to Sony, suddenly, magically, they're consumer friendly. That's not a coincidence. That is, oh my God, we're losing and we're not losing by a little bit. We're losing by a lot of bit. And we need to do something to change course to save ourselves in the future. And that's why Game Pass exists, which they're losing money. That is not gaining the money. They're hoping to somehow gain back later. It's an investment of the future, just like Uber's doing, just like Netflix is doing. It's initial debt first, and you hope to succeed later by being top dog. Okay, great, fine. So getting back to Sony, your top dog, crossplay is nothing but bad for business. It's it's good for everyone else. Now, Tommy, who wanted to get an Xbox, but the only thing holding him back was that he couldn't play with all his friends who bought the PS4. Well, now you're saying with crossplay, he can still get his Xbox and play with his PS4. That's only good for Xbox. That, that If that doesn't sell him a PS4, why would Sony want that? That is why when you're top dog in this, and I keep saying that, I'm sorry. Um, it's just... It makes no sense business-wise. So, I mean, maybe I sound like a corporate apologist, but it's just, it's a no-brainer to me that as a corporation, you're like, yeah, I don't want that here. Like, <laughs> like, why are people confused about this? So, yeah, I totally understand why Epic had to pay them. I And even looking at that last quote, 
it resonated with me. Many companies are exploring this idea and not a single one can explain how crossplay improves the PlayStation business. And that is because it doesn't improve the PlayStation business. It maybe improves views from outside people like, oh, does Sony want to make me happy and do all this consumer friendly yada yada? Otherwise, it, it yeah, it doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't help them. And I was never one of the people that cared if we got cross-play. I, I get for some people that they had friends that maybe were playing on the, the other consoles, but I typically, a lot of my friends, you know, it's my inner circle, but the people that I know that even own an Xbox still had a PlayStation anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm confused why people think they're using the term, like Chris, you point out, Sony's a villain. Nintendo's a villain because of some of the decisions they made this year. These are corporations. They're not your friends. <laughs> like they're not Disney, like, you know, villains. I don't understand why people are so confused by this. And like, I'm not surprised at all that they're getting paid and they should be. And even looking at the percentages, it sounds like they're still going to lose money because they're allowing it to drop that 15% from what they normally had. So they're, they're not like, you know, they're still losing. So in my sense that they, they're doing more than a lot of companies are like, you know, it's not apples to oranges, but I think I told you this, Chris, like go to Apple, any of their stores and talk to a genius air quotes and ask them if you can open up your product and fix it yourself. See what they tell you. Why does an Apple want you working on your own stuff? Guess why? It's money. They don't care about consumer friendly. It's money. It's business. That's and like and business is good. I don't want this to come off like I'm all corporations and screw the people. You have to understand that last week, Sony talked numbers in their investment call. They did amazing. They're breaking sales records. You know, it's great. And what does that mean for us? That means one hundred and eighty two million dollars is going to be invested this year into more PlayStation exclusives. This is why we want Sony to do well. This is why I want Sony to make good business decisions. I, I don't, I get so upset when I see online that everyone's like, Sony's a villain. Sony's the bad person. I'm like, Sony is doing what a corporation should do to remain number one, to make us feel great. And so we can keep getting our amazing exclusives. Chris is playing Returnal. We got Ratchet and Clank coming out. We got Horizon coming out this year. That is because Sony's doing great. I, I don't know why people want Sony to fail so then we cannot get these amazing games and not live in an amazing ecosystem. And yeah, I'm just perplexed. And I'm sorry if I come off aggressive. It's just, I, I'm really confused why people would think a corporation wouldn't act like a corporation. The funniest thing that I love about this is a year to two years ago, how many people were pissed at Epic for buying exclusives on PC so you had to use the Epic Game Store. But suddenly now everyone cares that Epic's being victimized by Sony. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so ridiculous. People don't seem to remember two days prior that they were pissed off at Epic <laughs> and they didn't even like Epic before. But now that Epic has to pay Sony for cross-gen, they're like, oh, you, you bad Sony. You're treating my best friend like this. I'm like, ah, shut up. Whatever. I, I, I got, I got an idea for you. I got to throw it What's out that? there. So first of all, cross-play Nobody really wants crossplay with PC because, let's be honest, keyboard and mouse is going to destroy all console players. We have evidence. If it was of that. Dark Souls, I don't care. But you're right. If it's a first-person shooter, you're, I don't no need chance. to get headshotted that quickly. <laughs> I, I remember watching a YouTube video the other day of uh, people playing Apex, and then they thought that there was a bot attacking them, 
And right away they could tell, oh my god, this is a Nintendo Switch player. <laughs> you, you could just, oh, really? you just knew that that person was playing on a Nintendo Switch with how bad they were playing. <laughs> it was just hilarious. But anyways, I got the business corporate idea for you here. Okay. Cross console subscription plan. So PlayStation and even Nintendo, I guess, if you would want that, uh, or Xbox, they release a subscription plan where you pay X amount of dollars, $5.99, and you can play with the other systems. But then obviously, if you want to play with your friends on their system, they also have to have the cross uh, subscription on their system. That way, PlayStation wins, Xbox, everybody wins in that regard, because then they're all playing subscription fees just to play crossplay. What do you think? What do you think? Does that work? It's corporate. It's corporate. It's it's corporate. I just again, I think I don't know, clearly people aren't ready to hear truth about our corporations no. and I just think they would still be upset. Like I could see a bunch of different formats. Like honestly, maybe game companies need to pay to have crossplay with their games. Mm. Like everybody gets a piece of the pie like you were saying. I mean, it, but it would be so complicated. They'd all have to agree to drop the percentage they get, which then why would Sony want that? Like, you know, the smaller guy that's already not making a lot on it, maybe he job. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Sony doesn't want to lose that 30%. No. So I think I've said all I need to say. I think people are way overreacting. I, need, I think you need to check that privilege of yours. And honestly, <laughs> you know, look to your friend to your left. And if he's wearing a mask, take it off. Oh, my God, it's a corporation, not my friend, Billy. <laughs> like, it's just like, I can't believe people are pretending this is your personal friend and he, he's being victimized. It's not a reality. I'm moving on. I'm sorry. I told you this rant was going to last two podcasts. <laughs> so before that happens, we're going to move on to number four. New redesigned PS5 on the horizon? Question mark. This one comes from VGC. Chris, please, so I can breathe. Sony will reportedly start production on a PS5 hardware redesign in 2022. That's according to Taiwanese business website DigiTimes, which claims that suppliers, including semiconductor foundry TSMC, are planning to start produ producing the redesigned PS5 console between the second and third quarters of next year. As noted by Cantan Games analyst Dr. Sirkan Sir Toto, Digitimes supply chain sources say the redesigned PS5 will make with will come with a new semi-customized 6nm CPU and AMD. It's likely the redesign is purely components focused and won't feature any significant external changes. So this makes sense to me. Um, the fact that they're so it's so difficult for them to get the parts that they need for their systems. And they they want everybody out there to have a PS5. Same with even Xbox. I'm sure they they're they're feeling the same thing. They want Absolutely. them out there. Um, so I, it totally makes sense to me that they would look at alternative parts that will produce relatively the same features of what's currently in there. It makes sense to me. Uh, I'm surprised this is even like a, a, a topic to be honest. Uh, I don't know where where's your head at with this. I think it's smart business. Like you said, um, this is one of those rare instances, unlike the other article we we're talking about where consumer friendly is also business friendly. It's win-win for everyone. Uh, you know, I just read an article today that even the switch is starting to feel the struggle of trying to get more consoles out. They had a record year, you know, surprise COVID everything's up game wise. It makes sense. Uh, so I think this is smart. If you can make it work, the only thing I'm concerned about, and this is very much just a me problem 
is I'm like, okay, as long as you find a different way, but it's the same constantly. And I would yes. be so sour upset, you know yeah. yeah only one year later where it's like well it's slightly better yeah because they're redesigned you got 12 percent more battery here like, we figured what? screw it the hard drives are cheaper so you're gonna get 50 more get you know i'm yeah. not saying it gets all those boosts but like for some reason yeah if it was a little bit better I, like actually a good point would be the switch had this issue where i think it was only a year or two all of a sudden they didn't really announce it it wasn't a new switch but it actually was a new switch. It was a switch with a better battery. And I believe there's a few more tweaks that made it slightly better. But that big battery was a a, a huge uh, proponent for people to go out and buy it. Uh, I know some people were straight up like, yeah, I'll literally buy another switch because this battery sucks in my current one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if it's something like that, I'd be a little upset. But otherwise, this is great. I think this is smart. If they call I think it the you pro, need to do this. <laughs> yeah, then it's a the different system. Out that quick, ah, oh, like <laughs> yeah, please no, no. Suck, yeah, yeah, like Make at least four years. give me. I don't like the whole pro concept still to this day. Yeah. Though, did I buy a PS4 Pro? Yes, because I'm a sucker. Um, I just don't love it because then I feel like we're just doing what the PC people already do, where you buy a thousand dollar graphics card every other two years. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think that's a big article. I just think it's great for us. I do think some people, though, warning, don't look at this. Yeah, I think some people will see this article on other sites and be like, PS5, bro. Oh, my God. You guys are crazy. Uh, and start thinking, you know, these consoles are coming out like new cell phones every year. It's not. Calm down. <laughs> they just want everybody to have a system. That's all they want. So we're moving on to number five. This one's a little more exciting, uh, at least for me. I wasn't feeling it before, but now I'm starting to get excited for E3, even though Sony's not going to be there. I still think there's going to be fun, exciting announcements, and it feels a little bit more like old E3, even though it's going to be digital, so it's weird me saying that. So we move on to number five, E3 Lives. This one comes from Destructoid. In a press release, the Entertainment Software Association, ESA, confirmed that Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco Entertainment, Gearbox Entertainment, Verizon, Xseed Games, Marvelous USA, Freedom Games, Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Verizon, TheBinge.com, are all participating in E3 2021. That was a mouthful, and I did it perfectly. I can read today. Coffee <laughs> says these companies are preparing to bring major announcements and reveals to E3. Square Enix already confirmed its participation last month, but today's announcement bumps up the count of those attending with some pretty notable companies. Others like Nintendo, Capcom, and Microsoft have already confirmed their precipitation and <laughs> participation in E3. Uh, and Ubisoft has announced its next four will be during E3 2021. Interesting. Konami, however, will not be participating. That We have more on that in the homework. Uh, E3 2021 is taking place June 12th through 15th. Chris, are you starting to feel a little excitement for E3? I think me and you have both been down. I know last year it didn't happen, so we were definitely down. I wasn't really feeling anything, but now the more and more it gets announced, I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel nostalgic. I, I think we're getting a little bit of the old E3. Yes, Sony's still not going to be there. But are you feeling anything? Yeah, I am excited. Uh, even with Sony not being there, it's always fun to see all the announcements of things. Things to get hopeful for for the next, well, based on some games, next six years of what a game could be, <laughs> depending on what company you are. Uh, but yeah, based on the names that we're seeing, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see anything from Capcom, obviously. Uh, Nintendo, I always like seeing what comes out for Nintendo just because 
I, I know it's like I'm not gonna get it, but sometimes it's like, <laughs> but but sometimes it's like, oh, that could be fun, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, see what they don't announce. <laughs> um, Sega, yeah, they always have their randoms. Uh, Gearbox, uh, or like what? Gears of War, Godfall DLC, Godfall, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Square Enix, uh, they have definitely not been hitting it out of the park lately. Uh, they so they. I just. I pray to Jesus, give me more Fallen Fantasy 16 news. Yes, they def- desperately need to make some announcements. I'm more curious if there's going to be more indie stuff. Like uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Um, People trying just to quickly before it. I we move on. Wait, my wait. only fear for Fallen Fantasy 16 is that exclusivity deal with PlayStation. So I'm like, would PlayStation ask them to kindly hold off until something they put out? Mm, could be another state of play announcement. You know. Could be. Uh, I hope not, because yeah, Square Enix needs to show something. Would, I wouldn't doubt it if they have um, some lame teaser for Fallen Fantasy Remake Part 2, but that game's still, in my heart, so far away that all it's going to be is a little teaser, and if anything. There's going to be like three DLC announcements for Avengers. <laughs> that honestly, yeah, and that's yeah, so true. It that like, it's funny, yeah. but it's true. Let's be honest. Some guy's going to come out and be like, we lost $70 million on this. Can you please buy these character packs? <laughs> please. Because my kids haven't eaten in three days. <laughs> um, there's still a lot of companies that haven't said anything yet, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even the Ubisoft one, having their, they're going to coordinate so that their forward event is during E3. I mean, the last couple forward events haven't been that exciting. So unless they're really planning on upping their game, even the well, last Sony one. I don't even know what they one, have to show. Like... You know, they indefinitely delayed Prince of Persia. Yep. Maybe they announce a new release date for that. I I don't know. Don't talk about it until you're ready. You know, I, I hate how many times we keep hearing a game's name, a game's date, and then, oh, indefinitely delayed. Well, then don't talk about it until you're ready. Just stop putting dates on things until you actually know what the hell's going on. Uh, and then other than that, what do they have? Like Far Cry 6? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's stuff we may not know about, except... You know, my little caveat to that is, you know, they always get their games leaked <laughs> at a time. So just because I haven't heard a leak, I can kind of guess they don't have anything else. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I'm always excited for the exclusives. So yeah. it's like, that's where I want to hear from Sony. Although Sony's last state of play was like, I think it was about the Ratchet and Clank, right? Yes. And in my head, I was already saying, I thought this was already out. <laughs> Apparently it's not. Um you can't say that. You will get murdered. I, I, I cannot believe how passionate people are for this game. I, I feel uh, like, like... Again, me and you aren't rationally yeah. playing people, or at least we're not... No, we're not, I'm not, but we're not against it either. No, like, we're not against it either, but I, I do, like, there's so many people that came at me, and they're like, it's the best-looking game ever, and I'm like, okay, if you say so, God, <laughs> let me go. <laughs> you know, you're just, I, I need some distance here. <laughs> I'm just trying to pee in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went in a stall for this reason. <laughs> it's like, God... But I think, uh, honest, honestly, I think Sony, even though they're not going to show up here, I think they're still going to demolish just based off of what we know. Like, I, I have no doubts there's going to be a big God of War reveal because like we've they've already been kind of a teaser of something going on on that front. So it's like I'm I that's just going to blow most of what any of these other companies are going to announce. It'll- well, that's my question to you is like, what is Sony's game plan? Like. They're not going to be at E3, and I would have bet all my peanuts that last year they were going to do something during the time of E3 and have their own 
you know, state of play, whatever they want to call it, showcase, but separately in that way, they don't have to pay the ESA. They don't have to spend all this money for nothing. Um, but they never did that. They never showed up. There wasn't even a state of play close to it. It was, I was very surprised. I would have guessed. So now are they going to do that this year? Are they going to have their own thing? Or are they going to totally let all the hype for all this other stuff die down? And then maybe a month later hit us with a, a big one. I think the defense for last year was though, like all the companies were releasing their next gen console. Yeah. So like they didn't have to announce any ex- uh, exclusives and stuff like that because we knew the console was going to be the big announcement because that's what everybody was waiting for. And eventually, and I say eventually, they finally <laughs> did release stuff about it. It took Nobody a long just wanted time. to release a price. It was the longest pissing game like I've October? ever seen in my life. Was it October yeah. when we finally heard something? Or was it... It had to be... Like, it was only a month or two before the actual yeah, release. Yeah, you're right. I think it was either end of September or October. So they really made us sweat for that one. So I don't know. I don't think it'll be as long as last time. I hope to God it's not. Um, I don't know. I think E3 this year is going to be good. I'm excited to see the stuff that's coming out. I'm hoping to get surprised by some stuff. I don't think you my question, though. Oh, which question? Is, Sorry. Is PlayStation going to have something? Like, what do you think they're going to do here? Are they oh, avoiding like this altogether? Well, they, well, I'm not saying it's going to be, like, happening at the same time, but do you think Sony's going to have an event scheduled, not with them, but around them? Or do you think they're waiting until a later date? I think to they're going to wait until a later date. Okay, so you think, wait till everything else yeah. that may be an exciting... Like, let's say... Bethesda announces Star Citizen finally, or whatever that Starfield. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you think Sony's just going to wait for that to die down? I think so. I think they're going to wait. Uh, it'll be another like state of play type of event, mm. but it'll be probably a bigger one, like maybe like a, a two hour one or something like that. Maybe a little bit more pizzazz in the show. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they'll wait. I, they'll totally just miss over this whole time period. I uh, really. This is so random, but I really hope that rumor is true. Spider-Man 2 is closer than we think it is. And we get Could a little be. teaser for that because, boy, howdy, am I ready for some Venom? If it is, do you think it'll be both consoles, PS4 and PS5? I don't think that one will be because I think Miles Morales was the <clears throat> the toe the in both pools. You know, it's almost like imagine someone with a wide gap, but he's able to put a toe in the hot tub and the pool. I think that's what they already did. They've achieved it. They've said, hey. You can play Miles Morales on both of these things, but now you want... Because, you know, I don't think Spider-Man's coming out this year uh, or next year. So if they do release a teaser and it's that far out, I, I think it's PS5 exclusive. Hmm. I remember, Which I is think the right I move. saw an I'm, article this week sometime that said something like the new Spider-Man 2 is going to be as big, or if not bigger than God of War World or something. I, I thought I read that on an article this week, which... It is interesting to me, but the f- the funny thing about Spider-Man, it doesn't feel like an open world game because mostly because if you could get across the whole world in like three minutes, if that, it just doesn't feel as open world to me. I mean, it is, yeah. but it, you know what I mean? It's because you're so mobile and easy to get around. I don't know. So I'm kind of going off on a tangent now. Yeah, but. no, we both are, but we, <laughs> we love our Spider-Man. What do you want from me? So anyway, you guys can look forward to E3 June 12th. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do for that. I, I don't. We're not going to do live reacts or anything, but we might do an extra episode just talking about the reveals that we're excited for. Um, and yeah, we can go off. Give our, our great tensions. ratings. Yeah, for sure. We can rank the the um, showcases and all that fun stuff. 
So we going to move on to number six. My games could use a boost. This one comes from Push Square. Sony's released a new miniature PS5 trailer dedicating to the console's game boost feature, which is a marketing buzzword for the way in which backwards compatibility enhances select PS4 games. At the end of the trailer, it does show the game boost logo, uh, which we've never seen before. Uh, this trailer has captured a lot of attention online. Many have pointed to the inclusion of Shadow of Colossus in the footage, which is a release that hasn't specifically been patched to run better on the PS5 as of yet. Although, like the all games, it uses the next-gen console's hardware to smooth out any issues that were present on the PS4 Pro. Yeah, there's a logo. It's weird. This came out of nowhere. What does this mean? I don't know. All I can do is speculate. And I'm really excited, and I'm hopeful that we're going to get real solutions and better running games on the ps5 you know we touched on the start of the show me using the game well it's not called game boost but me playing ghost of tsushima and it running 60 frames per second natively you can go to last of us 2 and i think that had some patching i thought that was up to 60 frames i could be wrong and yeah anyway shadow colossus that'd be awesome that's one of the games i love from the past I would probably replay it if it came out at 60 frames per second. You know, what, and could they go further, Chris? Do you think maybe they can implement some way of faster loading for all these games? Yeah, I mean, I'd be excited to see that. I, I just don't know. Like, there's not enough that's been revealed about it yet. It's obviously too soon. Um, is it going to be like something hardware wise that it's going to be able to do something to the game? just through the hardware or is this going to be a symbol we're going to see on older games which is weird because they're not going to physically sell the games different so the symbol is weird to me because like you know it's it's not gonna be a logo in the side of, of like a box i don't think no well obviously if the game's already out physically they can't change the box but does that mean you go to the store and suddenly there's a logo on these Could things be. saying hey this you know this will have some sort of game boost um is it a system like Xbox where it's more like an algorithm that just somehow magically warps it to run better without the developers really need to touch it? Because, I, you know, just the other week they said, you know, another 90 freaking games or some crazy number. I can't remember if it's 70 or 90 and uh, are going to get, you know, the benefits of a game boost. Is that what Sony's looking into for this? It's just random. We've never it seen anything be. like this. It's so what weird. does the logo mean? It, 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 to me, it feels like they must be trying to double down on this. Like, it's got to be something yeah. new. It's got to be something yes. new because what, like, as far as we've been able to tell, tons of games have already been boosted, like tons, like in some way or form. But playing any of the our, our old games on PS5 for the most part runs a little bit better in any way. So yeah, this, you're gonna have less choppiness, yeah. less frame rate drops. So this has to be something. I feel like it's gonna be like a, a hardware function where it's gonna be like a switch where we could flick flick on like performance mode or something through the hardware and not not just not the, the game but the hardware is going to have a performance mode or something like that maybe and i think what everyone needs to know chris are we finally getting 60 frames per second on bloodborne because for the love of god oh, yeah. we need 60 frames per second on bloodborne i think we're sooner off to see a bloodborne 2 before we see that <laughs> ah, my heart oh uh, you know take uh take my hands or something but not my bloodborne whatever that saying is so we're going to move on to our last article we're running a little late um 
you know, like we like to, we rant, and uh, I sure did rant on that one article. So we're going to the last one, number seven, Final Fantasy VII Remake Extends Exclusivity. This one also comes from Push Square. Sony loves a good old-time exclusive and having pumped a chunk of change into Square Enix's pocket for the original release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, it looks like it's brought another briefcase to the publisher for PlayStation 5 Expansion Integrade. A new trailer for the title concludes with some small print available on PS5 at least six months earlier than any other format. The original Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 was a timed exclusive for a year, meaning many had expected it to launch for other formats in April, but it seems the Japanese giant has extended the deal with Intergrade, keeping the title off other console consoles until at least January of next year. That's more than 18 months after the RPG's original release. Chris, does this excite you? Does it scare you? What the hell does this mean? Okay, um... <laughs> I don't know. Timed exclusives nowadays, like when there's such a short period, like six months or a couple months, they scare me more than anything now. Because there's been, we have so many broken ass games that don't work properly. And it feels like having these games release early on one particular system or another is almost like the, the, the pre-beta or something so that we could get the bugs out now <laughs> so that when it does go on Xbox, it won't have these problems. So when it's such a short time like this, uh, even six months, I mean, it is technically a, quite a while, but compared to some of the other stuff we've seen, the much longer than six months. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, any exclusivity is good, but as long as it's not us determining what bugs there are before it comes out on the other systems, because there's been some nasty games come out early access and they just haven't worked good. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like <clears throat> this, you know, it the game worked when it came out. I, I think is six months a long time? No. But when the six months is in addition to the already 12 we've had this game exclusive for Sony, that's a bigger deal. That's 18 months, like the article said, that no other, you know, not even PC seen this game. This is exclusive to PlayStation for 18 months. That's a long time. We're literally talking about a year and a half. Um, so I think that's uh, the bigger deal, but yeah, now that we're at this point, what's six more months and then you're probably going to see this on PC. I assume Microsoft, you have a question, Chris is, is FF seven not on Xbox yet? No. Oh, you weren't paying attention when I was reading this article. So when it does come out on the other systems, it's going to be the integrated. Well, see, version. it was supposed to come Well, rumors were supposed to come out a year on the other consoles after playstation had it but for like it and i asked you guys uh in previous ones i was very curious i'm like why hasn't this come out yet like it's been a year why hasn't this come out we haven't even heard about it we haven't even seen a trailer for it coming to microsoft and then boom this comes out and now it sounds like it's because they extended it by another six months uh, okay yeah i missed that interesting yeah uh -huh. 18 months that sucks but then again <laughs> but then again ff7 i mean it's always in my heart of hearts it's always been you know Sony, right? FF7? Yeah. Come on. Come on. So, FF in general. I mean, even 18 months is, it's, it's a bit of time. It's not on PC either, then, right? Or is it? Nope. Yeah. Nope. So it's just exclusive. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I dropped the ball on that one. I didn't realize it That's was that fine. long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get over it. <laughs> Xbox <laughs> like, people. Deals are deals and Square likes money because like I said before, losing $70 million to Marvel's Avengers, they were probably looking for something to fill that hole. Yeah, I figured it was already out on the other systems, but... And I also just, while we're still in the article, you were the most positive out of the three of us for 
the remake as a whole. Yeah. Are you excited for this free upgrade? Because I think you qualify for the free upgrade because you already own it. Yada, yada, Do yada. I? Yada. I, thought, yes. I thought there was a payment, though, to unlock the Yuffie stuff. No. Uh, or wait. Yes, you're right. Like, we get the yes, upgrade, the but Yuffie, the Yuffie you DLC get the you upgrade, have to pay for. But yes, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you get the free PS5 upgrade. That's correct. Am I going to play the game again? After a platinum. <laughs> Is there, are they adding another platinum? Actually, I wouldn't doubt it. If it works like the other, like, PS5 versions, then I wouldn't doubt like it. Like all the other Ubisoft games. Um, I oh, could probably see myself playing it again, maybe. And are you going to get the Yuffie DLC then? If I'm going to play it again, that would be the reason why. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm on. Like, I'm like... I'd have to, if, if I really wanted to play that, then I'd maybe replay the whole thing. Honestly, I wouldn't. I probably won't if they don't add another set of trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if there's PS5 version and it's the exact same trophies, I could probably, uh, but then I'd have to beat the game twice. <laughs> Unless they unlocked hard mode right away, but that'd be f***ing hard. Well, because I imagine they let you, you know what? Another better question, is it automatically going to give you the Platinum for the PS5 version because you transfer your save over? Oh, yeah, that could that's be how Destiny did works. that. Destiny 2 did yeah. that. I, I turned that game on and all the trophies so just popped up. So many out. possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if, the, if I don't have a second set of trophies to get, I probably won't replay the game. I think I've, Okay, I've, so we're running late on time. So I'm just going to conclude that I'm not going to pick this up. Uh, the PS5 upgrade means nothing to me because I didn't enjoy the game like you did. Uh, I have no purpose to go back. I care not for this weird DLC that isn't canon in my opinion. So I'm done. I've washed my hands of this game. So we carry on uh, till we finish the news. So what does that mean? It means homework and we're running late on time. So I'm going to go very quickly. But basically what is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time for all the articles that happen this week because I try to keep things to roughly an hour so we give you the articles where you can find them and then you can go educate yourselves on your own time if these things are interesting to you so article number one in homework court docs reveal xbox internals last of us 2 review sets a new bar for what we hope to achieve this one's comes from vgc and it is hilarious i recommend you read it basically xbox was drooling over the last of us part two internally uh and they basically said that they want their future games to be anything close to the bar that this game has set, apparently. So they're going to pre-announce another Halo? <laughs> yeah, that's what I kind of <laughs> joked about. I'm like, they looked at this and like, we can set this bar, Gears of War 8005. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Okay, whatever. Uh, then moving on, House Marquis says, it's here's the call for better saves, saving, sorry, in Returnal. That one's from Destructoid. A little update to that. There was a patch that came out that ruined me. Uh, if your PlayStation allowed... Uh, updates while you're gone, it ruined it and you left your game running. Guess what? It turned it off and updated. That upset people. Then I found out that patch was corrupting saves. And now there's another patch that apparently has fixed that problem. So yes. you're safe to return to Returnal. Uh, hooray. I, Moving I, on again. The only thing I can add to that is I understand where some people want kind of like a save state. Um, where I live my power goes out infrequently, like just randomly, it'll just turn off. Um, a power outage would essentially scuff your save, uh, mm-hmm. which sucks. So I could see where it would be nice to have a feature where it, it just saves where you are. I mean, if you die in the game, obviously then that save is 
done, right? It's gone. You can't just reload because you died. Um, there's definitely games I've seen do that before, so this should be doable for them. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I'm scared to play the game because I'm scared I'm going to have a power outage because I did well, have one. I, <laughs> see, that is the argument and why I agree with you. I think pe- they need to implement this. I get that some people are going to exploit it. Some people are going to use the cloud to not have to do it, but who cares what the the few people like because who's really buying this game just to exploit it just to get a trophy right like if you're buying this you're probably in somewhat wanting to play it the proper way uh i just say let it happen because there's some people like yourself that have these issues and other people that just can't do a full run in one sit you need to and and you don't want to leave your console all the time i'm one of those people i don't leave my console on all the time so you know listen to the people Listen to the majority and just do what you ever think's best. But anyway, Chris, do you want to take the next two? Konami will not be attending E3 2021, but has projects in deep development. This one comes from Destructoid. This one's a lie. (laughs) It's like, I don't trust that they had anything in development. I know we always hear rumors about the Silent Hill announcement. Uh, I was hoping, but again, it's Konami. I'm not holding my breath. I feel like their projects are... uh... Other companies are going to be doing the work for them, is what yes, I think. and absolutely, absolutely. The Witcher 3's director has resigned from CD Projekt Red following bullying allegations. This one comes from VGC. Yeah, apparently, the internal uh, investigation determined this was not the case, but regardless, people still felt unsafe around him and he left uh, based on causing people this discomfort. Uh, I don't really have much to say on it. I, I, I don't work there. I've never seen or heard about this character before this. So yeah, read it if you're interested in it. Otherwise, unfortunate. Uh, we'll move on to Sony sued for limiting purchases on games to PlayStation Store. This one's from Bloomberg. And it is, again, just more stupid crap. Uh, I'm sorry to be aggressive, but it's just basically people are trying to sue Sony because they're saying that Sony took away their right to buy digital codes from Amazon and Walmart's websites. And that's causing monopoly because you have to buy all your digital games from PlayStation, which I say, duh. Uh, how do you get your apps on iPhone? Are you getting those from Amazon? I doubt it. <laughs> it's just like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But whatever. Good luck to you guys. Uh, I guess you have nothing else to do. Uh, and better news. Lost Judgment has leaked on the PlayStation Store before its announcement. This one comes from VGC. An update to this. It's fully announced now because of this leak. So you can go watch the trailer if you like Judgment. I know recently just got its PS5 version. I do want to check it out at some point. I don't know why it speaks to me. I just keep forgetting about it and I get distracted. Uh, So I might look into this myself. But there you go. You can find that. Uh, Last two are yours, Chris. Stadia loses former key Assassin's Creed talent to Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. This one comes from VGC. Yay. I don't have much to say about this, but, you know, better for them to leave Stadia, honestly. Better for Sony, too. Yay. I think there was another article that another six people have Stadia to go there as well. It wasn't just him. Uh, Maybe it's all in that same article. I can't remember. Okay, so we got through all our articles. We got through all our homework, and that means only one thing. That we are done with this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us that currency that we value so much, which is your time. It's your most valuable currency. We just appreciate you giving us any of it. Uh, again, thank you. And we're going to see you next week for our next episode. Thank you. And until next Monday, goodbye. Bye. Bye. The final no countdown. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.
Today on episode... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Today on episode... It's like, whoa, he's really passionate. Sony is planning to go beyond that. Did uh, you say pawning? Hmm? I think you just said Sony is pawning to go beyond that. No, I wouldn't have said pawning. I guarantee you said pawning. As noted Can by... Can I just yep. interrupt you? Digitimes. Digitimes. Digital monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think about. As soon as that Digitimes, I'm like, Digitimes, 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 Digitimes. Yeah. Confirm their precipitation and participation in E3. He needs another coffee. I need another coffee. Give it to me, Chris.